previously on Just Cow in the City. You've unfortunately made it about this other stuff. Now I'm always going to be known as that guy. You have to be allowed to discuss it because you put it on us. I'm making a date for Valentine's Day on February 15th for 2024. Crap, I had all year to plan and I didn't. It's taking its time and I'm like, come on, don't you know we're in here with a crazy person? And then I have a cup of panko again. What the hell is panko? handsome guy and you know the plans he's making his only expertise is making a fuss of everything he sees he lives a life no one would ever believe and which is why they call him Welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City. Already January 17th, the day after Martin Luther King Day. Are we there already? And it's one of those holidays that you're like, you know, after the break and after the new year, you're always just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is, it's over. There's no more holidays. I gotta go back. And then a nice holiday comes up. And you get to take a little break right away, which is real nice. Then President's Day. And then March. Ugh, March. April, May, oh, there's no holidays until Memorial Day. What a nightmare. You know, if you're working, like me, a working man, you know what I'm talking about. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Just Gal in the City. Couldn't be happier to be here with you today, and I got to say, God, there's a couple of things I want to talk about right away. Number one is my recording equipment sucks. I mean, it sounds good, right? But there's like, I'm using, I use this Tascam thing which actually used to be or still is called zoom which is really annoying because then zoom of course took off during the pandemic so when you're talking like i'm talking to memo and i'm asking him hey i'm having some problems with zoom so i record on zoom and then he's like you record on the and it just gets all it's like a who's on first fucking routine that these two recording devices have the same name and they're completely different but this is what i've been using since the inception of the podcast so everything I have is about seven or eight years old, within, which in technology form could be like a, you have 200,000 miles on your car, which is all another thing, right? So everything's kind of falling apart. Oh, whatever, right? I'll get to that all in a second. But this, what happens is I'm sitting here talking. I'm talking like this. I can hear it in my headphones. Everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden it just fades out. And while I'm doing it, I just pretend like nothing's happening, even though it drives me crazy because I love the sound of my own voice, of course. But uh, it drives me crazy because I don't know what's causing it. I said, was well, it the SD drive that I've been using since the inception of the thing? But Memo says, no, that's just a digital thing. But it fades, and then it goes back in. And maybe you can hear on the podcast, sometimes I have to like change the audio up a little bit, and you can hear a little feedback. Sometimes when I'm very low, the feedback comes back. Anyway, all this technical stuff you don't need to know. All you need to know is that it's driving me crazy because I don't know how to fix it. I need to try several other things, but this I, 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 I just don't feel like figuring it out. And all of this could be solved because I could just record the podcast in my living room where I do the Billy Joel podcast, where I do Marina's show, where I do the Tuesday show. But I prefer to record the main Just Guy on the City podcast in my bedroom while overlooking the city. Am I right? Uh, number one, where I can see boats go by and stuff, just like Billy Joel would appreciate. If you listen to the Billy Joel podcast, you understand. Or uh, and, and I don't like my neighbors hearing what I'm doing when I'm talking because sometimes I can hear them out there. I know they can hear me. I know they can hear me because I can hear them. In fact, I think I told you there was a guy who just died in the building and I used to him, hear him and his wife fight all the time. You don't respect me. She did talk like that. And he was a big Italian guy. He goes, sure I do. No, you don't. And I could hear them outside while I'm waiting for the elevator. So I know people can hear me. And if you've listened to this podcast over the several years that it's been here, you know that I can um, 
well, I'm the worst sometimes, so I don't. And sometimes I'm talking, oh, I got damn neighbors, and I got that stupid kid. <laughs> like, and then you hear a little knock at the door, like, were you talking about us? No, no, no. I, I was talking about some neighbors I had back in the 80s at this horrible place. So I don't know, you know, and then I, I just don't feel, then I'll get distracted because I hear the elevator, I hear them outside, and I get distracted. And you don't, believe me, you don't want Dave Juskow distracted when he's going off on a tangent. Am I right or am I right? Can you imagine if they just heard me talk about Geppetto for an hour and a half? They're like, this kid's out of his goddamn mind. This kid, this kid. Yesterday I went to get that apple cider in the store and like, and the senior discount? Yes. Yes, the senior discount. Thank you so much. Didn't even ask the CID. And with the senior discount, that comes to $4.03. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. (laughs) And then you leave just dejected. Dejected. And yet, if you're Jewish, so thrilled that you got a discount. It's very very confusing. (laughs) You can't think of anything better than a discount. It's just, at what cost? At what cost? I'm not of age for the discount, but they apparently I look like I'm the age for the discount. Well, in that sense... This uh, letting my hair go gray uh, is, is the right thing to do, I guess. I I can't imagine they would not think I was whatever age the discount was for uh, with the dyed black hair I used to have. So everybody seems to like the new look because everybody could tell. I mean, I knew it was even funny having the dyed hair, but I was afraid to let go. But now it's time. And uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Anyway. What the hell was I talking about? I don't even remember. I got confused by the senior discount that I uh, finally <laughs> deserved to get. Son of a bitch. The senior discount. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm just looking at, I went, oh, I went down to the diner today, right? So I go down to the diner. I, I, I got up at like two in the afternoon, which is great, right? Because I got to sleep. I got to take Wednesday. I came home again and took a four hour nap. I'm so, that waking up early and going to bed late is just really difficult than going to work, you know? So, I woke up pretty late and then went back to bed. I'm like, nah, screw it. And you know, I don't. I like particularly like doing the podcast in the daytime, even though it's getting nighttime now. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I went down to the diner today and I decided to get the eggs Benedict with instead of the English muffin. They're called what are they called? Benedict a la Madison or something. So instead of the English muffin, they just put the poached eggs over corned beef hash. And it always sounded like a good plan. I'm like, let me try it. But it wasn't the right move. I'm not going to do it again. Let alone, I wasn't very hungry, which, of course, I should have been at 2 in the afternoon. But I just, that's the routine. You know, I just really go there for the coffee, which is why I'm talking so much at the beginning, because thank goodness. And you appreciate the coffee, because that's what makes an interesting podcast. Continuing to talk like a crazy maniac. That is what makes for a good podcast. Come on, you know I'm right about this. Meanwhile, I'm in there. I'm listening to this music. I mean, listen to this music. This is what I'm like. So mellow. I'm like, wait, how can I do a an uplifting podcast while this music is playing all the, on the flip side though it is very fun it, i like that they play this music at this diner it's very exciting little little spanish i feel like i'm in a like a little villa in spanish or in spain or in france or something i don't know it's very pleasant it's very pleasant oh, yes there we go little holes of the whole it's a very nice way to spend the day and there I just sit in and uh, read the paper, and I'm just by myself. It's beautiful. I didn't go with the. I went at the right time, get my own booth, and just hang out. Answer some text. Let's face it. Come back there. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to go. That's the other thing I was talking about. No, no, no. I'll tell you that in order. So anyway, all I was thinking was we were talking about that guy, uh, that guy Hamlin, you know, from the Bills who almost died, maybe did die, came back to life like me, uh, coming up on my 20-year anniversary of dying. And uh, I was just thinking, remember, we were talking about how two-faced everybody is. Everybody is, not just the NFL, but everybody's two-faced, right? So this is going to be great. So I don't know if you've heard, but if the Bills end up playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game, they're going to have it at a neutral site. Well, let's see how excited either the Chiefs fans and, quite frankly, Bills fans are. Let's see how 
compassionate they are to this guy when their team will not be playing the AFC Championship game at their home stadium. Let's see how compassionate everybody is there. You're only going to hear the good parts, but I guarantee you people are going to be pissed. You wait for that. Now, Kansas City has already had some AFC Championship games, but the Bills have not in a long, long time. So they've been waiting for this, and that is an advantage, cold weather. I mean, Kansas City, Buffalo, you can't really, you can go wrong either way, but Buffalo, I mean, whatever, right? They're crazy there. And, and it's not fair. It's not fair to the fans. Can you imagine the Jets finally get to the AFC Championship at home, which has never happened? I don't know. We're, we're in 50 years. And then it's at a different site. You got to travel. Oh, man, that's going to piss off people that have season tickets. It's just going to piss you off because the NFL messed up. And I don't care. And whatever they want to do is fine with me. I'm just saying... People are going to, they're not going to take it the right way. And that's all I was talking about last week. People are going to be angry and you've really messed with people. And, and, and mostly what I'm saying is, I think this one guy is going to be furious if this was me to be the guy that kind of let down all the fans because unfortunately I, I had a, a, the guy punched me at the wrong time in the chest. He's going to feel bad. I feel bad for this guy now because he's just going to be known as the guy that ruined the possibility. Now, this may never happen, but it's a complete possibility that Kansas City could play the Bills in the championship game. And if it does, they're going to go to Georgia. How the fuck are you going to get to Georgia for the Bills? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, and, and then this guy's going to be, oh, no, look what I did. I mean, I think this is an awful, awful idea for this poor kid who now is just going to be hated. In so in unfortunate, unfortunate ways, because people won't be able to control themselves. They'll be polite, like, well, you know, what are you going to do? But inside, they're saying, I, I can't believe the NFL let this happen. And I don't know. That's all I'm thinking about in the sense of the way people mostly are and how all of a sudden where everybody's the outpouring of love is now going to just kind of be like, God, that guy ruined our chances to have the game at home. And of course, if they lose, they'll be like, well, that's because we didn't have the game at home. Thanks to this guy. Thanks to this guy is going to be the name of my new series, which really should be on ABC as we speak. I don't know what it is. Thanks to this guy. Actually, what am I out of my, you know what? That should be the title of my new book too. I mean, I got to just make a series. Thanks to the, I'm going to write that down. That's fucking brilliant. Thanks to this guy. That's perfect. That explains, I'm writing it down. That explains my entire existence. I mean, I can go from elementary school on with every chapter ending, thanks to this guy. <laughs> Starting with my birth and my dad saying that. Elliot, hey, move to um, Chicago. We can, because this happened, um, I, we've heard this later on. My sister and I, like, my dad got an opportunity to make a lot more money if he moved to Chicago. And he goes, oh, I don't want to do that to my kids, thanks to this guy. <laughs> I could have been somebody. We heard about that all the time. I could have taken that job in Chicago. I mean, that's so normal for every family, including Charles Nelson Riley. Remember I told you that story of fucking Charles Nelson Riley, him and his stupid one-person show we went to see, which I almost never talked to this poor guy, Matt DiLorenzo, again. His wife was so angry. Me and my friend Lawrence, we left after intermission. We're like, look, we only came to hear match game stories. This guy's telling us his whole life story. We're not interested. And if you're going to tell a story about meeting Anne Margaret and it's not going to end up in sex, then why are we here? Because he's a homosexual. Of course it's not going to end up in sex. We're like, we're wasting our time. And then he told us the story of how his dad got offered. I know I've told you this before, but it's been years, so I think it's okay to tell again. I don't think I have dementia yet where I forgot that I've told it. And the guy goes, and then my father was offered, he was, a, he was an artist and he was offered a job and the end was like, and that man, and my mother wouldn't let him take it. And we wouldn't go out there. And that man's name was Walt Disney. <laughs> so that's, I only wish my dad was like, we, we'd like you to work at a, uh, another bra and girdle company. And, and that man's name was Playtex. And he had an idea for, <laughs> oh, well, you know, if you're not finding this funny, at least I am. And that's really the most, the purpose of this show, isn't it? Also, the poor death of Lisa Marie Presley. What a shocker that is. She's younger than me. 
been in the spotlight for years, obviously in a world of trouble. Being Speaking about being Elliot Juskow's kid, I mean, can you imagine being Elvis Presley's kid and this guy who won the award, what an asshole on uh, uh, the Golden Globes, and now he is Elvis, and I'm like, what the hell? He just Wait, if he talks like that regularly, then is that acting? I'd just like to thank Lisa Marie and uh, and Priscilla Presley for her. Thanks, thanks so much. Marina called me, and she goes, this guy just won the award for Elvis, and he's talking like Elvis. And I'm like, really? Because I, I didn't even know. The, did anybody even know the Golden Globes were on on a Tuesday night? They really tried to cover it up. And who the fuck cares? They're giving out awards out there. People are drowning. Kevin Costner couldn't make it because his home is being flooded to death. Everybody, thank God. The, big, the good news was everybody was coming in their outfits all drenched in rain. Good. Now you know what it's like because it sucks going to functions in the rain. California's getting it as bad as the rest of us. Good. But good. But the, all they do, it's just right out of any hole. All they do is give out awards. It's so important to get the Golden Gloves back in action after they didn't have that yesterday because they're all racist and prejudiced and apparently nobody cares. Well, we put four black people on the thing, so now it's okay again. You fucking people. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. They just don't care. As long as somebody gets an award, it's so pathetic. And this guy wins, but he actually is Elvis. So is that acting? What, what what's, the, what's the example they always use of... Uh, you know, that's why you love those character actors that are just so good. And like a Joe Pesci. We talk about him all the time. He's not Joe Pesci all the time. Sometimes he's in comedies. Sometimes he's so goddamn serious. Now, that's a real actor. De Niro, not now, but back then. Yeah, people like that. But if you can't change your persona and you actually talk like Elvis and you walk around like Elvis, how is that acting? Yeah, I just like to thank Priscilla. And Lisa Marie Presley was there. Although they said she looked shaky. The reason I bring up her is because, first of all, I wanted to ask her out very badly. We never met, but I feel like we could have at some point. She obviously would like me because I look like Nicolas Cage, and she was married to him for a while. But she married Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage was doing it for the saying, like, hey, check it out. Elvis, he's obsessed with Elvis. So marrying Elvis' daughter just gave him this cachet. He was like, probably only like, this ain't going to last. It doesn't matter. Look at me. Now, I would say the same thing. Now, I'm not being two-faced here. I'd be the same thing. But, you know, I'd be on this podcast. I'm like, yeah, I ended up married. Uh, I'm part of the Elvis Presley. I mean, come on. That would be unbelievable. But that's for a wholly different reason. I mean, I would marry because, well, I always thought she was really pretty. And the fact that Priscilla Presley would be my mother-in-law and she's in the naked gun. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? But, no, I mean, I would marry her if we actually got along and it was cool. But. Not for the same reasons. I was not a big Elvis fan. I don't really care. That doesn't matter. I mean, just for me, it would be like marrying uh, when I used to go out with uh, Ginger, uh, Grant, Ginger uh, Tina Louise's daughter from Gilligan's Island. I mean, that's that would be the fun. But obviously, I'm not going to marry somebody just for. Well, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I would date them, but I wouldn't marry them unless it was. I mean, I think I've made that very clear. I could have gotten married multiple times. They chose not to because, you know, I'm still waiting. Thunderbolt City. Oh. Meanwhile, this is just so sad. Sure, her son committed suicide. That, that family must be a nightmare. You cannot live up to the hype. And she almost did. People liked her. They liked what she did with Graceland. They actually bought her albums, which is a miracle. It's not like Billy Joel's kid. Thank God she's doing okay. Because that's a tough one. That's, I mean, that's, it's not as tough as being Elvis's daughter. I mean, at least Lisa Marie's very, very uh, good looking. And, uh, you know, Alexa Ray, she's very good looking, but her mom's Christy Brinkley. You know, it's like, it's very, uh, that's tough. And uh, not as talented as her dad, unfortunately. So, I mean, but she's learning to deal with it and live with it. And she seems okay, thank God. It looks like she does have a good base of parenting, which I don't know whether Priscilla Presley was a good base of parenting, especially when you get, see her now, that plastic surgery is just, oh, not right. It's too much, you know? It's, I mean, this girl used to be a beauty, and it's, you know, you got to, you know, there's getting plastic surgery, which, of course, I believe in 100%, but then, you know, some, you got to have somebody tell you you've gone too far. But anyway, I feel horrible for her. She's just had so much tragedy in her life, and this, girl only 54 years old married to michael jackson obviously you know you marry michael jackson you're obviously a mess in real life and 
you know, when you see her at certain functions talking and she's just like, when she opened Grace on, I'm so happy about this day. There's obviously something wrong. And I don't think she's been right for a long time, but this is a, they, they didn't say it was any drugs or anything. It's just like cardiac arrest. But how many women do you know that die of cardiac arrest like that? It's it's very rare. It's usually dudes. So who knows? But it is sad, but I definitely thought about it because it was somebody on my radar in the sense of like, she's perfect for me. If she married Nicolas Cage, she obviously would find me attractive. She's very She's exactly my type. Really beautiful face, great eyes. I liked her. And I always thought there was hope for us. But now she's dead and that's that. She's never coming back. And that's a shame. I really liked her. I always liked her. And, uh, you know, her dad was all right. <laughs> that would be so crazy. Can you imagine just being, dating her, even be like, so tell me more about your dad. Well, you can just look it up online. What do you mean? I don't understand. Like if you didn't know her dad was Elvis. Well, there's lots of stuff written. They made movies. They made movies? Well, he was in movies, but then they made movies about making those movies. What? Your dad must have been a pretty big deal. Well, yeah. He... <laughs> Do you ever see Forrest Gump? And I'm like, yeah. Well, there's a scene in that where I'm like, wait a minute. How is your dad depicted in Forrest? I mean, it's just it just goes on and on. If you didn't know, if you came from Mars. If, and then, But every time we'd have a conversation, she would be like, you know, my dad always used to say, whatever he used to say a hoka hoka burn a <laughs> and be like why would he say that i don't know something from these songs he used to, your dad used to write songs well he used to play songs he was very good on the guitar oh cool your dad used to play the guitar huh yeah that's right yeah Hey, kid, triple that thing again. Now I'm doing the Forrest Gump one. <laughs> that's, that's the Elvis I choose to do is the guy playing Elvis in the Forrest Gump. Hey, kid, do that crazy thing with your legs again. I'll say that again. Do, 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 do. You ain't around. One time a young man was staying with us, and he had him a guitar case. Forrest? I told you not to bother this nice young man. Oh, no, that's all right, ma'am. I, I was just showing him a thing or two on the guitar here. All right, but your supper's ready if y'all want to eat. Well, yeah, that sounds good. Thank you, ma'am. Say, man, show me that crazy little walk you just did there. Slow it down some. You ain't nothing but a... I like that guitar. I don't know. It sounded good. I started... Moving around to the music, swinging my hips. <laughs> I told you I couldn't sit through that Elvis movie. Went through the first hour, and I'm like, I am so bored, I cannot even handle it. Ugh. I guess it was a different spin. Oh, God, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Shall we move on? I'm Beef Steak Charlie. Beef Steak Chuck's been telling me about restaurant school. Uncle Charlie... Everything we learned in school you shouldn't do and couldn't do, you do. I've always believed in giving people a lot for a little. No one beeps about the check at Beefsteak Charlie. And on Mondays through Fridays for just $9.99, get all the barbecue ribs and chicken you can eat. At Beefsteak Charlie's, we won't stop giving until you say, Uncle, 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 Uncle. After I left you on Friday, I actually went out with some friends my friend Alina, and outside Steve, we went to an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. No, I was going to say buffet, but it's not a buffet. It's all, no, it is a little bit of a buffet, but it's mostly all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue in New Jersey. And we had talked about it the last time we went out. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, what day is tomorrow good? And it turned out it was, I guess. I don't know. We went to this place out in Jersey. If you saw the Instagram on Tuesday show, I took a picture with... Uh, the Asian girl cardboard cut out there. It was fantastic. I don't know how much it is a person, but it wasn't very expensive. It was like $30 a person or something. And they had frosty mugs for the beer. They were kept, uh, Alina thought there was going to be ice cream, but instead of in the ice cream cart, it's just frosty beer mugs. Oh, yeah. So we got a pitcher, and you just pour it in the frosty beer mugs. And then when we got another pitcher, we said, can we also have some new frosty mug beer mugs? Only my friend Chris Donnie, who has the frosty mug beer mugs. Those are the best. The frosty beer mugs. The, oh, those are a dream. Nice cold beer. It's fantastic with hot 
Korean barbecue food. It was really, really great. And it was fun. And you just, you know, they just put it on the thing for you and you're eating it, but you have to go up and get your like kimchi and lettuce leaves that you can roll it all in and stuff. It was pretty good. And it was a good time. And as long as I wasn't doing the driving, everything was good. But they invited one other person who who's very nice. I mean, Eric, this guy, but I didn't know there was going to be five people because the whole time I was saying to myself, well, I love when Alina drives because then, you know, it's just easy to sit in the car and I don't have to do anything. But this time, there were five of us, and I knew I was going to have to sit in the middle. And I'm like, damn it. And I just sat there, and I didn't say anything, and I just looked ahead and just uh, dealt with it. You know, I hate sitting in the middle. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I hate more sitting up in the front, not when somebody I know is driving, but in a taxi cab. That's the worst. So then I will. I'm always sitting in the middle. I don't know. I guess I just say, let me just sit in the middle and get it over with so nobody has to complain about it. But on the way home, I would have liked to have sat on the end. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Then they so they wanted to leave early because she wanted to stop at a dispensary in New Jersey, which I didn't even know they had yet opened. So I wanted to check that out. And it was really annoying. We went in. I can't believe a legal dispensary and we, uh, you know, marijuana dispensary with the whatever edibles, all that kind of shit. And it's so nice and clean in there. But the guy just kept bothering me all the time. Apparently, you have to they have certain they have an hour a day, two, two hours a day, one in the morning, one in the night, where only people who need medical for medical reasons. It's such a scam for medicinal purposes can come in. So we had to be out of there by eight o'clock and it was already like seven forty. So you have to kind of so this guy just keeps asking me, can I help you? I'm like, no, I'm just looking around. He's like, and then he asked me again, can you help me? Can, do you need some help? And I'm like, no, you just asked me that two minutes ago. I'm like, what am I talking to this guy? Well, must be high as a kite. He's working there. He doesn't know if he just helped somebody or not. He's high as a kite. But so then uh, you have to go over and you have to kind of order it in a kiosk. Like you, it's really annoying because I want to just point to it and say, I'd like this, but you have to order it in the kiosk. And I think I got fooled. I, I wanted another like disposable vape pen because they're so delightful and I got it and then it said the price and then when I got it to the counter, it was more and that's really annoying. So I don't know what was going on, but it was fun to be in there and look at all the stuff. If you had money, uh, all the stuff I'd like to get in a dream scenario and then I went to the front and I, I don't mind putting in my credit card. Who cares if they know now? I think it's hilarious to use the credit card, but apparently they don't take credit cards what the credit card does is you can only you, works like an atm machine i th- there's so much nonsense and scamming that it, it's just it's again everybody's so two-faced you, you're selling it but you can't sell it this way or one way it's it's re- it's ridiculous so you have to it's used like an atm and my card is stupid and he tried it like i'm like you know what just forget it he's like no let's try it again and i'm like no nah, i really just want to go you're annoying me now, and you're probably high as a kite, which is why this isn't working. <laughs> Everybody that works there is high as a kite. They don't know what they're doing, but it is fascinating as hell. It's fascinating if you grew up when we did, you know, in the 80s or, ni- or 90s when just you d- it's like my joke I use on stage all the time. I'm like, I just can't believe it when you're, you had to go through shady, shady ways to get pot, and now they... it's. <laughs> It's crazy, but it is exciting to go to a dispensary and realize that it's just legal and nobody can stop you, and it's just crazy. So that was exciting, I guess, but I feel like I got the wrong thing. I wanted to get something else, but then it, uh, you can't, I don't know. Ugh. It was frustrating, and it was cool. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's right. When I went there, this kid who was asking me for the help was wearing a hoodie, and I'm like, do you even work here? I, you don't. He's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, no, because he's he's not dressed properly. So I'm like, this kid is just asking me for. And I said to my friends, I don't think he works here. And they're like, no, he does work here. How can you prove you work here? Then he showed me some ID, but it it was weird the way he was dressed. I'm just like, uh, well, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting somebody to wear a jacket and tie or whatever. We ended up after the barbecue going to this dessert place because Alina know. I think she grew up in that area, so they know we went to this kind of diner. And we just got some desserts. What did I get? It was really good. I think what wasn't ice cream. It, what, was it a pie? I don't even remember. I don't remember. But it was fun, and we had a like a cappuccino, and it was delicious, and it was fun just to stop at another place and get dessert, and at a small. And I just, I just, you know, I feel I like being in New Jersey. 
It just makes me feel good for some reason. There's a lot more space. And you know how I feel about this all the time. And then, of course, we had to go back into the city. And I mean, this Alina, she couldn't be nothing. I can't believe she dropped me off. She dropped me off at my house. It's way out of her way. And I'm like, you're just unbelievable. That's very kind of you because I really, although I needed to walk from the Upper West Side uh, just to walk off the meal, I didn't want to. It was cold. It was drizzly. I, I don't know what was going on, but I was just like very happy that she dropped me off. Meanwhile, I was listening back. The next day, I was editing the podcast, and at the 58-minute mark of last week's podcast, I keep saying, I got to lose weight. It's really important I lose weight, and then I go to an all-you-can-eat barbecue place. Well, real smart, but we all knew that was going to be the case. Please, I don't know what I'm going to... I mean, I was pretty good this week. I didn't have breakfast Monday and Tuesday at the, uh, the job. I did on Wednesday. I had something, I think, but no eggs, because I went out for dinner both Monday and Tuesday. See, Monday, I didn't have any breakfast because I'm like, this is, I can't. I'm definitely going out for wings tonight. So I didn't have any breakfast. I had lunch because the lunch was chicken parm and there was nothing I could do about it. And I was having it at one and I knew I wasn't going to eat wings until about nine o'clock. So that's eight hours later. And they don't, you know, chicken parm, what am I going to pass that up? So I went to get wings with uh, Alan and his wife and Chris Murphy, of course, and our favorite bartender was there. But when I first got there, I was sitting in another location. When Alan and his wife came in, we had to move to a better, you know, there was more seats. And we were afraid our waiter wasn't coming with, our waiter or whatever, the bartender Tommy that we like wasn't coming with us. We're like, you're definitely going to be down there. He's like, I'm all over the place. Meanwhile, another guy took our order and he fucked it up again. If Tommy doesn't take our order, it gets fucked up. And this time, instead of Chris's food not coming, mine didn't. So we ordered eight. She, um, uh, uh, what does the wife say? Sarah ordered um, eight hot and eight sweet chili Thai or sweet Thai chili or Thai sweet chili, whatever it's called. And Chris got eight and eight also. And I ordered 16 medium, as I often do. And then I was going to grab from everybody else's plate. And my 16 medium don't come. I don't know how he messes that up like, where's my order? Tommy's like, you got everything? I'm like, what about mine? He's like, you ordered some? I'm like, Jesus Christ, Tommy, every time you don't take the order, I mean, this guy seems okay, but every time you don't take the order, I mean, how does, how do they just not say I'm not eating anything? What the fuck? I mean, I want to get angry at this guy, but you can't get angry at him. He was nice. It's just, I mean, they can't understand the order. I mean, I don't know how we're saying it incorrectly. It's just, I guess just Tommy knows I'm a, a goddamn pig. And the other guy says, well, he doesn't seem like he's going to eat that much. Yeah, they don't know. So then I was furious because I was already eating some, and I'm like, well, now I'm full. Now I don't need 16. I should have just gotten eight. I, I got confused. I ended up eating most of it anyway. Oh, God. I wasn't even hung. I mean, if it doesn't come out with everybody else's, it's totally ruined. The night was ruined. I ate it anyway, but the night was ruined. got me this gift uh, he got me a six million dollar man lunchbox which i always wanted which i always wanted as a kid i don't know where he found it he said he found it at some garage sale or something so he got it for me and his wife put in this jar of hot sauce that she likes which was like i thought it was a thermos but it wasn't because you know if it comes with a thermos it's worth a lot of money 
but I was like really excited about it. It's a little rusty, but you know, it, it is from 40 years ago, but it's got everything. It's got the Bigfoot episode. It's got him swimming with the sharks. It's got the pilot episode where he's holding the boulder up. I was pretty happy about that because when he said he got a gift, I was pretty pissed because that's the second time I invited him to wings and then he's made me carry something home, which I hate. But this one was kind of worth it because, I mean, come on, a $6 million man lunchbox. I've been talking about that for a long time. I mean, that's a really great deal. Uh, I got to, you know, I got to have a, a place where I can put up all these lunchboxes. Uh, but I don't know whether girls would come over them, but they don't come over anyway since I have all my puppets lined out on my couch. It's already bad, so. Might as well go for it all. Six million dollar man lunchbox. Yes. Wednesday on the Bionic Woman. Steve is dying. Now he told me that you or your people have some kind of a wonder drug. Yes. Bigfoot returns and Jamie Summers fights for her life. This time she won't escape. The six million dollar man guest stars on the Bionic Woman. Wednesday at eight seven Central and Mountain on ABC. So that was pretty good, I guess. And then they all went home, so I got to walk home. Thank God I got to walk off that meal a little bit. And I think I, I went past the Christmas tree again. I didn't bother taking a picture this time, and I should have. So you look, now you can get a little closer to it, because that's the way I walk home. I walk right through it, through Rockefeller Center to get to the other blocks. And I, I guess every time it's a treat. That tree is fantastic. Uh, maybe it came down now. Remember a couple of years ago, I actually got footage of them taking it down, the tree. I got video of them taking it down but it's still lit up and beautiful. It really is something else. It's still fun going through Rockefeller Center anyway during the nighttime, but that tree is, it, it is spectacular. And then I went to work the next day and I must've been hung over. I mean, I don't remember drinking that much or anything, but between the eating and drinking, I got home at one. I had to wake up at five. I ended up having Starbucks instead of breakfast. Good for me. Because Tuesday night, after work, I was meeting my friend Kenny, who listens to this podcast religiously, which couldn't make me happier, and his wife Jody, and they used to live in this building, and we went out with Bob and Elizabeth, who also used to live in this building, so it was a little reunion of the folks that used to live in this building, and we went to this place called Tuscany Steakhouse, which is an offshoot of Wolfgang's, and it's so funny, because Kenny, who listens to this podcast, was like, now Dave, I, I, I know it's not Wolfgang's, <laughs> he's like, he understands that, he's like, oh God, we're going to hear about this in the podcast, but no, it, it is like the guy that used to work, remember how I, Wolfgang's is the people that used to work at Peter Luger's, and they made Wolfgang's, and then this guy worked at Wolfgang's, and then he moved to this place called the Tuscany Steakhouse, but it's terrific, it's on 58th and 6th, so... I was like, you know what? I can do it on Tuesday because I'm going to go to the Comedy Cellar to record the or to do the show live, the Tuesday night show. And then Mike's got to leave early, so we're going to finish the show at 6.45 so I can take the subway right up to where it was. But, of course, there was a track fire on 42nd Street, so I was delayed a little bit. But they were so kind enough to actually wait at the bar. I mean, I told you I couldn't get there till 7.15. Unfortunately, I got there about 7.25 which I was really upset about because you know I ha how I hate not being on time. There's just nothing I could, I didn't know the train wasn't going to stop at 42nd Street and slow up because there's going to be a huge fire because the subway's a goddamn disaster. So they were waiting at the bar and it was really great to see everybody and we hadn't been out in a long time and it was really fun and it was so great to see Kenny. I hadn't seen him in a long time and Kenny, let me just say, as I know you are listening to this podcast, thank you again so much. He picked up the check for this grand meal we had for all of us, not just me, it was it was terrific. He knows everybody there, and he said, yeah, I come here once a week, and I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Now I want to join him, like, well, maybe once a month for me, but it does sound like fun. The bartender was nice. People that either own the place or the chef, I don't know, everybody was coming over to say hi to him, which is really cool because he is really a terrific guy, and it was so much fun. And obviously, I have pictures of the food and everything. So Kenny ordered for everybody, which I was totally good with. Because as long as he ordered the porterhouse, you got the porterhouse for two. As long as I get a couple of those lovely strip steaks, it's beautiful. He ordered the porterhouse for two. He also ordered the chicken parm, which normally I don't like. I don't like to have chicken parm at a place like that, because I like. but it was delicious. He's like, no, you got to try it. They put it into strips, and I'll show you the picture. It It looks delicious. I don't know if it's the best chicken parm I've ever had. I need to figure it all out. I need to kind of process it. But I think it might have been. I just didn't want it. 
during that time, but I'm glad he made me try it because it really was something else. It's just I prefer the traditional stuff. You know, he I got the shrimp cocktail, truly. Uh, and Bob's like, yeah, I'll have one of his shrimp cocktail. I'm like, whoa, 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 but it was fine. I love Bob. And it really was colossal shrimp. The thing was they, you know, if Bob's going to have one, then I have to use the cocktail sauce. Like I should have asked for an additional cocktail sauce so I can dip it in the cocktail. I had to put it on my plate, which I hate. I like dipping it in, getting the full amount of cocktail sauce, and then double dipping. But I can't do that if Bob was going to have one. So then what do I do? I got to put it on my plate? I hate that. <laughs> but that's but that's a hilarious thing to complain about. Meanwhile, it was great. And the girls ordered a chopped salad. And we ordered the uh, strips of bacon, of course, which were delicious. Normally, you know, we like to order that over the Caesar salad, but uh, it doesn't matter. And I just like the fact that Kenny ordered for all of us. Boy, that's so convenient. And you know I appreciate when somebody just takes charge and they just go for it all. I like that a lot. And, of course, they uh, knew, Kenny knows very well. Oh, we got the, the potatoes. We got the cream of spinach. We got every, everything I ever wanted. Oh, my God. And then he ordered lamb chops, too. Right. So we each got a lamb chop, a beautiful like I ate it with my hands because I was like, fuck this. I'm going to eat it with my hands. It's beautiful. It was fantastic. You'll see it on the bonus show if you're uh, subscribed to Patreon at the uh, $10 level or the Maggie level. And you'll see this beautiful lamb chop. And it really was delicious. I love lollipop lamb chops. They're so good. And, of course, they got mint jelly. But I was only doing the mint jelly joke from the Titanic. Uh, we'll have the lamb chops. Very little mint jelly. You like lamb chops, don't you, sweet pea? Don't you, sweet pea? You got to cut her meat for her too, Cal? <laughs> I know all the lines too. So I didn't really want any mint uh, jelly. I just said it because it's a line from the movie. And unfortunately, um, you can't blame anybody that they don't know. And Jody's just like, yeah, yeah, we're going to need mint. We'll get the mint jelly. Don't worry. I'm like, no, I don't really want the mint. Yeah, so uh, three orders of mint jelly. <laughs> the, the, I've never actually tried mint jelly on lamb chops. I assume it's good. I just don't care. I like eating lamb chops plain. I like eating the steak plain. And then later on, putting a little bit of the barbecue sauce, like on the Canadian bacon, that's the way Kenny said, like, you know, put a little bit of this on. I like doing it after having it just with nothing on it because it's so delicious and tasty. Mm. We'll both have the lamb, rare, with very little mint sauce, right? Eh? Mm. You like lamb, right, sweet pea? Sausage. You going to cut her meat for her too there, Cal? <laughs> And then, of course, they let me have the hot fudge sundae, which me and Bob shared, which I have no problem with. And it was fantastic. So, of course, there were nuts on it. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that's all right. That's the way it's supposed to come. So that's quite all right. Uh, I don't know why they don't come at Wolfgang's, but it works for me. I don't have to tell them not to put the nuts on. I just like the whipped cream and chocolate syrup. I don't like anything else. I don't need cherry. I don't need any of that nonsense. But it was really, really good. And it does, you know, beautiful I, I decaf cappuccino because obviously I had to get to sleep at some time and I don't think I slept at all. But it doesn't matter. It was great. And then Kenny paid for everything. I still can't even believe it. Uh, it must have been so expensive. So expensive. I, I went in there knowing I, I don't have any money, but I was like, hey, I know how it's going to be today. I'll work it out. I know how it's going to be. So that was really nice. I certainly wasn't expecting him to pay. Not paying for everybody. It was a real, really unbelievable. Thanks again, Kenny. That was... Uh, you didn't have to do that, uh, but that was really terrific. And what a great night. What a great night. Totally worth it. I love the fact that I also went out two nights in a row. So Wednesday, I was supposed to actually go out with uh, Arnie Lang's sister, but I didn't call her. I, kinda, I didn't cancel. I just didn't call her because I, 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 I couldn't go out anymore. I, was, I, I, I had too many meals. We were supposed to go out for dinner. I'm like, I, I don't think I could do another night. I don't think I can handle three nights of dinner in a row. Even though she likes to eat healthy, so it probably would have been really easy to go like I just, I don't think I can handle it because, again, I came home Wednesday. I tried to stop at Lindsay's house. I wanted to drop off something, and she was asleep. with the So I walked all the way to the East Village, and she wasn't there. And then I took the bike home because, first of all, my backpack is just getting heavier and heavier. I don't know. That laptop is just so heavy. So walking two miles with that heavy backpack is annoying. So I took the bike the rest of the way home. And then I just, again, fell asleep for four hours. I just, by Wednesday, I am just done. It's crazy, but I don't get any work. Well, then I think I woke up and I did some work, but I, I just feel I got I to gotta get more work done. And when I say more work, I'm, yes, I'm talking about the, this class. So, so on Thursday, I go to the school. My, I'm, I'm starting teaching in two days. And I go to the school to check stuff out. And, and see what's going on and 
you know, meet some of the people involved and the tech guy that can help me with my presentation or whatever. And um, they, you know, I'm getting clips together and they were trying to get me a laptop and apparently the school doesn't have any laptops. He's like, no, we got, you know, the guy was, who I've been talking to is like, no, we got laptops here. We can just give you one, you know, for the, you know, for the semester or you can return it every week. I'm like, that's fine. So we went, nobody has one. And if they do, it's a Mac one, which I'm just not that familiar with. I'm sure I can figure it out, but Mac would be bad because they don't think they have any inputs and all my stuff's on a flash drive. So he's like, do you have your own laptop? I'm like, do I do, but it's really shitty. So I'm like, I'm going to have to buy a new laptop. But what I did last night, because I was looking at laptops and they're really expensive, and I thought maybe I had some Best Buy credit left, but I, you know, maybe I got $300. That's not all for a laptop. That I have my old purple one that I've been using for the podcast a long time. It's just so goddamn slow that I reinstalled Windows. Like I took out everything that was there, reinstalled Windows, and I'm hoping I can just use it to show clips. Like I tried it and it looks like it works pretty good. It's just not super reliable and that's bothering the hell out of me. Meanwhile, they showed me the room I'm going to be teaching in. It's not the room I thought it was. He gave me a different room. It's a screening room. It's really nice. It's a beautiful screening room, but it's got no windows, you know, but it turns dark and you can watch clips and we can watch movies and they have a Blu-ray player, but I'm putting it into clips anyway so I can start and stop where I want to so you know there's not any racy scenes or anything like that. I can take out you know stuff that might not be appropriate in this day and age even though I know all the kids will be watching the full movie but we don't have to watch it together in class so somehow somebody's like he showed us naked boobies you know I don't know whatever right so it, it so they you know there's a little lectern I could turn the lights on and off from my uh, the, the lectern and stuff so it's it's kind of cool but it's in the basement and no one's going to be able to find it he even said, I don't think the students the first day are going to be able to find it, so you probably want to start class like 15 minutes later. <laughs> Meanwhile, the door doesn't, it apparently unlocks, but on a schedule, like it doesn't lock, unlock till 5. I teach at 5.30, so I was trying to get there at like 3, and they're like, oh, well, the door won't open then. I'm like, well, can you get it to open? I mean, what the hell? I got to be prepared. I got to go in there, guns blazing, and say, listen, you, I've had just about enough out of this. Do you know who I am? Do you know who my father is? Oh, God, you're such a snob and a half. Now, I'm doing that like clues, but I wanted to say it like Arthur. God, you're a snob. Oh, that's right. He does say that. He says that to, um, so in both movies, he says, God, you're such a snob. He says it to Hobson, and then Alicia Silverstone says it to Elton. I've also been reading the book so I can coincide with everything. Meanwhile, I'm saying all this stuff, but I feel like I still aren't putting it together in my head. So maybe I have the first day of class, but I don't know if I have the second day, and I'm very confused, and I think everybody's going to hate it, and I'm very, very nervous about it. But I'm glad I went to the school. Oh, and of course, you know, I go downstairs because I'm I'm going to the school first, then I'm going to go see Rhoda, and I go to the, and I have to wake up early again, and I leave early because I'm meeting at 11 o'clock, and I'm like, ugh, pain in the, oh, right, and it's raining. Of course, it's raining. Every Thursday, it fucking rains. One day, as I told you, I like to drive in the sun and just be like, oh, look, I'm free as a bird driving down this stupid New Jersey turnpike. It's always raining on Thursday. Every Thursday, it can't be good weather. It's like used to, and, it, and it used to happen to me on the weekends. It happens to everybody on the weekends, on Saturdays, during the summer. It would always rain. It would rain. And now it's like God knows my weekends are now Thursday and Friday. He switched it just to make me look ridiculous. And a man in my position can't be made to look ridiculous. Now you get out of here. Oh, and you tell the Godfather, I ain't no band leader. Yeah, I heard that story. Is that good? I think that's, I really got into it this time. Let me take a sip of water. That took a lot out of me. I'm a senior citizen now, you know, I can't just go there like that. So the first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, what shoes can I wear where my socks are not going to get wet? Well, the answer is none. I don't have one pair of shoes that's waterproof in this entire household. Not no sneakers, not boots, not Timberlands, any, none, none of these stupid shoes that I got can withstand the kind of walking that I do on a daily basis. It's like a computer system. I think shoes are maybe good for six months, especially if you live in New York City, and the computer's good for three years, and you just got to get rid of it. Everything I have is falling apart. My car, my computers, my shoes, everything needs an upgrade. You know, obviously that happens. This is just like the, the airport thing. 
that happened uh, this past week where everything, the computer shut down because they're working on a 30-year-old thing that needs to be updated. 30 years, it's running our airline system, just like the subway. A 110-year-old system there, my God. It's one of those things, I was thinking about this today. You're going to need to stop airline travel in, I don't know, June 1st to June 15th. No one can fly in America so you can update this system. You're going to have to try and do it that way. Or take the weekend off. Whatever it is, you tell people six months in advance, nobody's flying during this period. That way everybody knows. So you can fix this system. I think it's a great plan to do the same thing in the fucking subway. We're updating our system for two weeks. There's no subway travel. Everybody can work from home. Nobody can travel by subway for two weeks. I, I don't think that's a horrible plan in this day and age. You can let everybody know two years in advance. We're not selling tickets on June 1st to the 10th. I don't know. That's not a horrible plan, is it? For safety purposes for everybody for the next 20 to 30 years? So I decided I'm going to put on those new shoes I got for work, which are like sneaker shoes, and I step outside, instantly my socks wet. I don't understand. Just the left side. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I just bought these shoes in what, July? So I could walk home five miles and they're already leaking. I, 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 and the, the other shoes I have maybe are waterproof, but they're like big and like more for like a wedding. But I do wear them to work sometimes only because they might be the only waterproof one, but they're not like ones you wear on the weekend. Just fooling around. But sometimes I wear them because I think they're the only waterproof ones. I think. And I, you know, I have those boots that I bought last year to keep my feet warm, which I'm wearing right now. I refuse to take them off because my feet were so cozy after yesterday being so cold. But I don't know if they're waterproof. I know they're snowproof and they keep so I don't know whether they're waterproof. I don't know whether to wear them. All my sneakers have, I guess, holes or they're split. I don't know. My other shoes I was wearing that were waterproof for a long period of time, they lasted longer than everything and they weren't even waterproof. They just, I just got lucky. They're also water. So... The whole day, my sock was just completely drenched, and there was not a goddamn thing I could do about it. When I finally got home, 12 hours later, you know, I finally took off my shoe, took off my sock. It was dripping wet. It was so fucking annoying. And then I, like, washed my feet in the the tub because I I don't know what I was doing. And then I couldn't have been happier that I finally had dry feet. There's nothing. I mean, it's right. We've talked about this before. It is right out of Forrest Gump where he goes, most important thing, change your socks. Comfortable shoes. Look, it's pretty basic here. Stick with me. You learn from the guys that have been in country a while, you'll be all right. There is one item of GI gear that can be the difference between a live grunt and a dead grunt. Socks. Cushion sole, OD green. Try and keep your feet dry. When we're out humping, I want you boys to remember to change your socks whenever we stop. Me calling the leader grunts feet right off his legs. There is nothing better whether you're at war or walking around New York City, which is very much war-like. Because <laughs> the, the grounds are horrible, the pavement is horrible, and the people are horrible. And the situations you're in, sometimes you got to run, sometimes you got to walk, sometimes you got to pick it up. I don't know. The ground isn't bad. It's not safe. It's awful. There's water. There's snow. There's all this stuff. It's just absolutely awful. I got to get sensible shoes. And I don't know what sensible shoes are. They need something that works for work and play, I guess. And I don't know what to get anymore. I'm done. People say, you got to get Timberlands. Well, let me tell you, I got Timberlands a a long time ago. And after six months, they were leaking. So Timberlands can't cut it in New York City. Maybe they can cut it on the mountains or whatever. They didn't cut it for this fella. This just guy in the city, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. I need city shoes. They got Somebody's got to make something called the just guy in the city shoe. A comfortable shoe that doesn't look like an old man's shoe that is waterproof and keeps your feet warm in the winter and possibly in the summer. I don't know. But something that keeps your feet dry, warm, and doesn't look ridiculous like rock ports which are just made for old men. They're almost like correctional shoes. There's got to be somewhere, somebody who can make a shoe that is worthy of Dave Juskow in the city. 
And until I find that person, and you people could write me, all, oh, try this, try that. And I'm like, well, I have tried all of them, and they don't work. They cannot handle the, the, the pounding that I put on them living here in this stupid town. Thank you. Now it's completely dark. I'm, I talked all the way into the night. It's like one of those movies. He just kept talking. Oh, it's like Forrest Gump, isn't it? He just kept talking. No, I just kept, that's what he says. I just kept talking and talking. <laughs> oh my God, I am Forrest Gump. That's the third reference I've made where it, it turns out I'm, <laughs> is, is he, is he? Nope, he's the brightest one in his class. Every day we take a walk and I'd jabber on like a monkey in a tree. And she'd listen about ping-ponging and shrimping and mama making a trip up to heaven. I did all the talking. Jenny most of the times was, was real quiet. Meanwhile, uh, so I, I go, I, I take my shoes. I'm walking. I'm already wet. I'm already angry. I go into the garage. I'm like, will the car be working today? And how nervous am I going to meet somebody at 11 o'clock, right? This isn't like going to my mom's where I could say, hey, it didn't work out. I can't come today. And if I want to catch the train, I'm still going to be a half hour late. So I'm praying, so of course it doesn't work. And they bring me down to the garage, but at least it's a guy that speaks English this time so I could talk to him. I'd known for a long time. And uh, I'm just going to use the little charge of my thing. I'm like, this will take seconds. So he goes upstairs while I say, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. He's like, I hope you got a flashlight. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, your car's parked in a weird place. And of course it was parked horribly in a place where it was so smelly and dirty and grosser than the parts I've taken pictures of before, and it smelled so bad, and the car was facing the wrong way, so I had to like squeeze into this place to put the charger on, and it wasn't working at first, and I had to have to put my flashlight on for the thing, and I was trying to hold that up, and I put the charger, and I don't know what was happening, but then all of a sudden, I figured it out, and it just fucking started, this little $50 thing, it's amazing, it started, and, and then I had to pull out of there. Remember, I, I guess it leaked all the power steering fluid, and I forgot to put that in because I didn't. I always have to check it, and I don't want to put it on while the car is running. So it was really hard without the power steering to maneuver out of this space that I was in. Really, really difficult, which is way, maybe why they made me do it. They didn't want to do it because it's really complicated to get past the cars and the, uh, what do you call them, the, 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 the columns. Plus, I found out that somebody must have hit something because the, the, the bumper's coming off. So one of those guys must have hit something or whatever. I mean, the car's obviously falling apart. It's a disaster, but it still runs pretty good. And once I charge it up, and then it's just right out of clues. I'm sitting at the at the school, the parking lot. I got my hood open, and I'm putting in the power steering fluid, and I'm just picturing the kid. Hey, Professor Juskat, do you need a lift? No, I'm not allowed to take that ride, thank you. It's not 1987. Now get out of here. <laughs> oh, I have the worst car. Right out of clues, Miss Geis, when she's trying to get into her old car and they're all riding BMWs around and everything. It's, it's funny. You can't not laugh at it. It is hilarious. And, but at least, you know, it got me there and that's the most important thing. But yeah, am I nervous? That's why I'm leaving like three hours early. Before my first class, that thing, there's going to be a day where I'm not going to be able to get that stupid thing started, and then I don't know what happens. So then I'm just walking on the campus. My feet are soaked. And, oh, God, there's nothing worse than walking around. Then I go to my mom's, and I, I never take off my shoes because I don't want to get that started because I know I'm gonna, it's just going to be wet again. And ugh. And meanwhile, she, she leaves from like 3 to 4.30, and I'm just like, now what do I do? I'm just, I, just, I took a nap. I'm like, what do you mean you're going downstairs? She's just left for 90 minutes. And I'm like, what am I doing here? That I had to, because I can't come next week. It's too much pressure. And then I was talking about the laptop and everything. What am I going to do? I don't know. Meanwhile, I went to the diner today. I'm reading the paper, right? And I'm reading that everything, you know, they're talking about inflation. Now, every time they talk about inflation on one of the news shows, I, I zoom past. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I know. It's really bad. Everything's bad. But the worst part is I'm reading about it, and they say, you know, what's up, what's down as compared to two years ago. And it's everything I'm eating at the moment. They, it, I'm looking at the paper and it says eggs. Everybody knows eggs have gone up from, since 2020, $1.48, now they're $4.25. Eggs, ground beef, because I had the uh, corned beef hash, so that went up from a 3 to $4. American cheese, bread, bacon, milk, 
and butter and coffee. All the things on the list. I'm holding up here. I'm showing it to you. Of course, there's no camera here. I was eating at that exact moment. And I'm like, hey, um, I guess this is going to be a really expensive meal. Like Everything that's on this list, I was eating at the exact time. Which, of course, that is the list. Everything Americans eat every day is, uh, or everybody, eggs, butter, cheese, bacon, whatever. Like bacon. Like you might find in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. We are commodities brokers, William. Now, what are commodities? Commodities are agricultural products like coffee that you had for breakfast, wheat, which is used to make bread, pork bellies, which is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich. Uh, The last thing I want to talk about today is uh, Jeff Beck. And I only say because I don't really know much of Jeff Beck's stuff. I I know what he bought to the table as a guitarist and stuff. The only thing I totally remember is years ago, him and Rod Stewart, doing a song that I always liked. I think it's called People Get Ready. And his version, I I think it's an older song, but I really liked this version. I guess it's from the 80s. That's the only thing I knew Jeff Beck from because I just wasn't aware of his stuff. I could always used to get Jeff Beck and Beck confused, but I do know that uh, he was a living legend, and he just died. Uh, and now, of course, he'll be brushed under the table because everybody's going to talk about Lisa Marie Presley, but the cool people talk about Jeff Beck. I just always liked this song. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who made it, but I remember it was like a hit for him, and I didn't know who he was. At the time, I did like that song. First thing I thought about when I heard that he had died, of course, he was in his 80s, so it's not as shocking as Lisa Marie Presley, of course, one of the Elvis family members dying at the young age of, well, I'd like to think of young, 54, but uh, she was close to getting that senior discount, too. And I got to tell you, that senior discount was all right. I don't like that they just asked me. They should at least ask for ID so I could show them I'm not. And with the senior discount, you... (laughs) Oh, one last thing, because everybody likes a story like this on Tuesday. I decided I wasn't going to change when I was going to go to the restaurant. I was going to wear what I was wearing to work, which I thought I looked pretty good. It was like blue pants, work pants, and a black shirt. And I didn't look that fat. So I was okay with this outfit going to dinner. It didn't look horrible. Many times when I wear shirts like that to work, I'm just like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I would never wear this out. But I thought it looked okay enough that I could wear it to dinner. And I had bought this brand new, like longer professional big boy jacket. That, that's what Jody always calls it. That was really nice. It wasn't that expensive. I bought it a couple of months ago. I never took it out of the bag. And I'm like, well, let me get this professional jacket as well so I look good going to work into the restaurant. I mean, I'm living, Tuesday was the day I finally lived my Devil Wears Prada dream where I was able to wear what I wore to work out for an evening of entertainment and not having to change. That is what I live for. The only reason I change is because I'm you know, fat, you know, and my belly sticks out. So I always want to change to better clothing that makes me look a little thinner at nighttime. But if I my belly wasn't that way, I would 
probably just be able to go out in the clothing I wear to work, and I would probably dress differently as well. So that's why I was feeling pretty good. I finally lived the dream, and the coat was nice, and it looked like a professional. I should have taken a picture. I didn't take a picture of it. I mean, I took a picture of it, but without the coat and the scarf and everything, I, I felt like I looked like an adult. I had the proper shoes that I think are the only waterproof ones, but like I said, they're they're big and you know bulky and black, but they look professional. So I was going for a, not the comedian look this time, but a professional look. Somebody who works down on Wall Street and then uh, you know goes uptown for laughs. And plus, I did the show in between the, the the comedy show. So really, on Tuesday, I lived the perfect just gal in the city day of unfortunately having to go to a job that you don't like, but down in that Wall Street area and dressed like a professional, then going uptown to do some comedy, and then going to dinner with some friends. That is pretty good, right? I mean, I pretty much went the entire length of the city back and forth, but I stopped in between. I circled around. I circled around from the Queensboro Bridge down to the Statue of Liberty, then back up again to Carnegie Hall, and then back home to the Queensboro Bridge. I'll show you the map, and then you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But Tuesday, I actually, I guess I lived the dream that should be every day in the life of somebody who calls themselves just out of the city. Anyway, Billy Joel, A to Z this week. Ah, crap, I can never remember what's coming up. Is it? No, we did through the long run. We did that one. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. It's probably going to be good because every every Billy Joel uh, show is good, right? Come on, folks. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, Senator. Senator, you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I'm going back and forth in, 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 in movies. I'm going to confuse these kids so much. Other than that, I had a great time talking to you today. All coffeeed up and ready to go. Everybody loves that. That's what a good podcast is. You know what I'm talking about. Just keep it going, right? Even if nobody knows, he's, got, he's talking. He's been talking for hours. It's dark out right now. But that's the show. Don't forget to watch this week's Tuesday show. and uh, That's tonight. Uh, I don't know if there's a guest or not, but we will be doing it from the studio, from the Comedy Cellar. And otherwise, uh, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed the games this weekend. Not that it has anything to do with me. And we will talk again next week on another exciting episode of Just Gal in the City. Good night, all. Good night, all.